Hey there traders, looking to take the guesswork out of trading and only 10 minutes a day? Then you need to head on over to AIStockTradingSystem.com right now, where you can get our five-step system to take the guesswork out of trading in only 10 minutes per day. And the only place to get that is at AIStockTradingSystem.com. That's AIStockTradingSystem.com. This is the How to Trade Stocks and Options podcast brought to you by 10MinuteStockTrader.com where we give you the tools, tips, and tricks to help you trade faster and trade smarter. And here's your host, voted one of the top 100 people in finance by Redwood Media Group, founder and head trader of 10MinuteStockTrader.com, Christopher Ewell. Today's podcast is produced in partnership with my friends at TrendSpider. I use TrendSpider on a daily basis, and honestly, I could not imagine trading without it ever again. Their platform has charts, automatic technical analysis, backtesting right there on the screen, and alerts that are sent straight to my phone, all of which I use every single day. Now you can get two weeks to try TrendSpider for yourself for free and get discounts of at least 15% off when you sign up for their service. Listen, they are so confident that this will change the way you trade, they'll even give you a one-on-one demo with the platform and answer any questions you may have about how to incorporate their platform into your trading. And that's exactly what I've done. So head on over to trendspider.10minutestocktrader.com to get your discount code. And I'll even throw in some extra bonuses worth over $100 to incentivize you to take their free trial of Trendspider today. Now listen, the only place to get your discounts and the free bonuses is at trendspider.10minutestocktrader.com. One more time, that's trendspider.10minutestocktrader.com. everyone thank you for joining on which on uh, probably the most interesting sunday webinar yet uh with everything going on so uh you know thank you for joining big thank you for greg krupinski for joining today he is our guest we're going to be talking about everything you can imagine with the markets um and uh really this is our first time doing the pit show so um hopefully you guys like the new format we wanted to try something a little different and so what we're going to do here is we're going to do four different segments uh the first segment is going to be really just figuring out what the heck is going on in the market second one is really how greg and i are finding an edge right now um using trendspider and navigating the volatility the third is just going to be a broad market recap that we always do, uh, looking at SPY, the Qs, and VIX. And then segment four, we're just going to go over three of the top uh, requested charts into uh, next week, which we did a little Twitter poll earlier. So thank you to those that decided to vote. So, uh, Greg, welcome on. And uh, man, what a what a market we're in. What are you thinking? <laughs> You're not kidding. I don't. I don't know what I'm thinking. Um, it's been an absolutely crazy couple of weeks. Um, you know, with with the news stories and then with these market moves, the fastest 20% move down from the highs we've ever had by by far. I think every day last week was a 4% move one way or the other. So this is just uh, it's it's wild. Have you? Uh, you know, I know you've been trading for a while. Is is this something that's you know, similar to the dot-com bubble or 2008, 2009, or is this even more volatility than you saw back then? You know, I, I think this is even more. Um, and it's just more, there's just more uncertainty, you know, with with this virus, like me, like everybody else goes back and forth. Is it, 
you know, are, are people overreacting? Are, are we not doing enough underreacting? Uh, it's just hard to tell. And then the market is kind of moving accordingly. It just, you know, if, if this does turn out to be, you know, more of, if this turns into a real big deal, which it definitely has that potential, I just really, if there's any medical workers or people on the front lines that have been dealing with this or going to deal with it in the future months, I'd like to say a huge, huge thank you to you guys. Absolutely. Now that's, uh, that's something I wanted to mention as well as, you know, this is kind of like a, a battle humanity against uh, the enemy. So, you know, uh, it's really a time where, you know, um, what, six months ago, we were talking about trade wars. Now we're all just trying to get the economy to a point where it's not going to completely crash. So times have changed. The status quo is definitely um, completely different than what it was even two weeks ago, even three weeks ago. Obviously, the market started panicking a little bit. But uh, once we saw those mass liquidations in the market and even Bitcoin, you know, that's that was really interesting uh, that Bitcoin, the market, gold, pretty much everything dropped, which was pretty synonymous. Uh, um, which happened in uh, 2008 as well. You know, a lot of people wanted to buy gold for a hedge this time around. And then you had uh, the GDX dropping unbelievably uh, last week. So, um, you know, it's, it's a crazy time. But uh, as, far as, as far as today goes, what do you have for us? And what do you, what do you plan on talking about as far as the market? Sure. Um, one thing I wanted to mention, just just within times like this, with all this volatility, just shows you how important a selling discipline is. Um, if you're in any way active in the market, if you're not just dollar cost averaging into a 401k or something like that, that's a completely different story. Um, you know, I think that strategy is hard to beat over the long run. You'll be fine. But if you're active in the market, you should probably have a lot of cash on hand right now because you've probably had a lot of stops. If you're a long, uh, long only or mostly long only trader. You should be uh, sitting on some cash ready to be uh, put to work. And if, if you're not, you should probably get used to that feeling. Not to you know, sound mean or anything, but this you really need to look at your sell discipline with all this volatility. And if, if you don't have a lot of cash right now, I think you need to look at your process and, and find out how you need to, to fix that. Um, so a couple of things I wanted to go over today, Jake, was just kind of a big picture how active investing uh, can be far superior to passive investing. Um, you know, depending on your time frame and situation. So I'll go over an example of that. Um, and then another thing to briefly mention, you know, these market we're, we're down 20, 25%. The Fed just dropped rates to zero, went full launch. And I'm looking at futures right now and they're down. Um, that is extremely, extremely troubling. Um, so you might be thinking, you know, a lot of people are thinking, you know, the market was pretty, pretty heated. Things were getting pretty, high valued have we come down back to uh you know a fair value based on you know some fundamentals you know i don't use fundamentals to to trade because it's hard to control your risk on fundamentals but i'll look at i'm a, I'm a cpa so I'll, I'll look at them from time to time and we're far way off of historical normal you know where we were at in price earnings ratio price sales we, we can go down another 30 percent to be back at the historic averages and that's if that's if the denominator stays the same with all this going on <laughs> You know, I got some oceanfront property to sell you in Indiana. If you think that the, the earnings and <laughs> aren't aren't going to be affected by this, so that's so that's another thing to uh, to consider. You know, a lot of times when markets start coming down, you know, they'll come down to find a, a value, and we're far away from there. But um, I'll go over a couple charts um, and I'll review a couple trades I took uh, late last week. 
uh, and, and kind of show the tools I used and why I made those trades and then look at a few charts that I'm looking at for next week, depending on how, how things pan out. Awesome. Uh, so if you want, you can go ahead and share the screen and we'll get started. Sure. See the screen okay? I cannot see it yet, no. If you go to the bottom present now, you should be able to pop it up. Good now? Let me see. Yep, we can see it. Awesome. So this is a chart of the S&P 500 going back um, to the mid 90s. And obviously, as we all know, you know, markets trend up and trend down. But the point of this chart is just to kind of show you how it being active in the markets could really, uh, you know, pay off in the long run. So one thing to point out here, this is the 2000 crash year. We came down 50 percent in about two and a half years. Then to get back to where we started, it took another uh, almost five years and you're back to the point where you started. So if you're, you know, think if you're getting close to retirement or you're saving for your child's college and you have a, a, a lump of uh, cash invested here in the S&P 500, you're, you're out here eight years and you're back to where you started. Now you only make money as your portfolio makes new highs. So you haven't got there yet. And then you have another 60% crash in the next year. And then to make up for that 60%, you got to go back up 135% because losses and gains aren't the same. Uh, it takes more of a gain to make up for, for the loss. So then you have basically 13 years here of, of nothing. If you just stayed invested here in your portfolio, you're waiting 13 years till you make any money. So I, that that just that that just doesn't make sense to me if, if there's a way to avoid that. So I, what I wanted to go over here is just a real simple kind of a, a trend following strategy. You know, it's it's not going to get you out at the highs. It's not going to get you in at the lows, but it can kind of help uh, mitigate the risk. So I put a moving average here. I used a 13 month moving average. If I use the one year moving average, it'd be about the same. Uh, 13 is a fib number, it's my favorite number. So it, it gives you the same results. No exact science to it. But you can see as the market comes down it, that moving average here, you can see it start flattening and decreasing, flattening and decreasing. And where we're at right now, it's the, the signal hasn't triggered yet and I'll go over that signal in a minute but it's starting to flatten out so that tells me that the longer term trend of the market might be rolling over so a really neat thing about uh, trend spiders you can use signals like this and actually test them based on historical results so um, you can see the visual here but this is just a simple test I did to trigger a long trade when this uh, you know essentially one year moving average starts increasing and then as it starts decreasing, we want to get out of the market. So in TrendSpider here, you could hit that test and you immediately get these results. So you can see following that simple strategy, you're up 650% versus 562% for buy and hold. So that's good. That's a you know, that's an extra 100 percent in money. And this goes back, this is 26 years of data, this test. So that's impressive enough, but then even more impressive here, you could see there's been nine nine signals. We had a, a choppy signal here where it started going down and got out, but the average win here, so of following the trend is you know 35.6% and 
and the average loss is only 1.7%. So it's a really easy, uh, you know, way it's, and it's, you know, it's not going to be perfect. This is historical results. There's always going to be, uh, you know, differences in new data coming through, but this is just a real easy trend following strategy to keep you out of this kind of stuff. You know, it's going to keep you out of that initial pop, but it's going to keep you out of that 50, you know, 50% drawdowns because depending on your situation, that uh, really might set you back in terms of your future plan. So that's one thing I wanted to go over just to kind of talk about how, you know, being active, it's, it's just beating people's heads to buy and hold, buy and hold. Um, and I think it's well-intentioned, but, you know, I think there's a better way too. So that's what I wanted to go over on that. That was a great back test. That was uh, pretty impressive how well that worked out. Yep. And it's just a, about as simple as you can get. Yeah. Uh, wow. Uh, so technically this won't signal until the end of the month or? It won't signal until the end of the month. Yeah. that uh, The test that I did there is based on uh, the, the monthly closes. Um, and it's when it starts, when the simple moving average starts to decrease and it's, you can see it, I'll zoom in a bit here. It's, it's flattening, it's starting to decrease. So depending on how this month plays out, um, it, it might, it might get that signal. And we still have a series here of higher lows. So, you know, long-term trend still looks intact, but it's definitely being tested here. Interesting. Well, uh, no, that's, that's a little eerie, but, um, you know, it's it, like you said, it's one of those things where uh, you always kind of have to at times revert back to kind of the intrinsic value and the, the market seems like it seemed, you know, a little above that still. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. I mean, I'm, I was taking a look at futures too, and they're, uh, they're definitely not catching any type of bids. So uh, going to be very interesting into tomorrow to see if that monthly candle uh, keeps going down. And the crazy thing is we're only halfway through the month. You know, that monthly candle still has a lot of action. Uh, it, especially the way things are going lately. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, uh, um, as far as, as far as, you know, other things go, what are you thinking on maybe things that kind of represent the broad markets a little bit, like your apples, your, your things like that? Yeah. So I did, uh, what a highlight. There's two trades I took um, last Friday, two longs I took. I, I bought Apple and I bought Microsoft. So I'll quickly go through, you know, why I did that. Um, so first is the trend of Apple here. You can see, you know, this is just the trend line from the lows. Get a direction, sense of direction of the trend. It's up. So uh, box one checked. And then another tool that I'll use on occasion are the uh, the Fibonacci sequence. You could see here from the December lows up to those recent highs, we have a 38% retrace right around, you know, 255, 260. It's 257 here. So just a normal pullback within an uptrend. So then zooming into the daily, I always like, I like when a couple points, be it a, a trend line, a fib, and most importantly for me is a, a horizontal level that has acted as resistance or support in the past when, when i can get two or more of those to line up it gives me uh all the more confidence to enter the trade not not saying hey i'm gonna you know make a bunch of money on this trade it's just saying hey if this trade goes bad i know exactly where i'm getting out yep so i'll zoom into the daily chart here um and you can see this line here it's 
acted this same price level that we had on the longer term trend. You could see it came down here in December of 19 and acted as support, acted as support there, chopped around it. That was last Thursday. Uh, it got under it just briefly, and then Friday got back over it. So that's uh, that's when I got in. Um, you know, earlier in the day Friday, then we had that nice rally um, at the end of the day that it, it closed up in the green. So we'll see what next week brings. Uh, you know, that's out of my hands. But what is in my hands is keeping a stop a little bit below that. You know, uh, two two forty five or so. If it gets below that, then then I'm out. And if it gets back above it, you can always get back in, right? So that's one trade uh, I entered last week. And another one was Microsoft. And I used some slightly different tools here on this one. Um, you can see the horizontal level here. This is the weekly chart um, right around you know 140 or so. You could see before it had that breakout and really nice move, it, it was consolidating there. So I know that price was working there. So another way, another tool that we have here and I, I love this in uh, TrendSpider, by the way, this anchored volume by price. And you can see how many shares were traded at a certain level. So knowing that price consolidated there, it's it's it should be a surprise that there's a lot of shares trading there. But this just provides an awesome visual. I anchored the, the line here to those lows from uh, December of 18. And you can just see all this huge volume bar. So there's just so many shares trading hands right in this, you know, 135 to 140 level. And as price came, you know, to test that last week, that was, uh, as it respected that level, that was my signal to buy. So that's another one I bought last Friday. And again, the uh, besides that horizontal price level, this anchored volume, the, uh, the FIB was also, you know, it, it closed right above that 38% retrace. So we have a couple couple different levels telling us you know what what to trigger the entry knowing that you know what your uh, your stop is going to be so those are two I took last week um, so we'll see how they play out judging by the way futures are going right now I might be getting stopped out that's fine part, part of the process um, so a couple long ideas I had for next week one is uh, Shopify and this chart is already marked up you could see it's right around this trend line here from those same lows in December, it's right around that same retrace, 38.2, which is also this horizontal level here. You can see that acted as, uh, I'll turn off the volume by price there. This acted as uh, resistance here before breaking out and having that nice run. So we have a, a confluence of areas here uh, in Shopify to take a look at. So if this one holds uh, next week and starts moving up, this will be one that I'm definitely interested in buying. A couple more here. One is uh, Zoom. Obviously, with all the you know work from home and video conferencing, it's had a nice uh, uh, pop recently. Um, but you could see here this horizontal area. This is just a real simple you know hundred hundred five dollars was resistance back here early in the year. Came back in the summer resistance again and finally broke above it with that big push and now it's just consolidating right above it. So if this one starts moving next week, I, I like this one a lot on the long side again with the stop, you know, maybe under the lows from last week. Makes sense. Yeah, that one's been uh, pretty epic to watch. Yeah, that's had a awesome run from uh, this this whole year, really. Unfortunately, I didn't uh, participate, but maybe we'll get a chance here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll see what tomorrow brings. <laughs>
um, weekly Domino's pizza. This is just a real simple horizontal. You have this level, 300 bucks resistance for a long time, had that massive move there in February, came back to retest. So we'll see how this one shakes out this month, but anywhere above, you know, two, 295, I'll zoom in on the daily here. You can see it just filled that gap on Friday and started to move up. So we'll see how it handles that. But I like this one as a potential long next week. Two more. One is uh, oh wow, Massey. Look at so th these are the charts that you don't see too much of anymore. Th this is what I, I uh, typically like to buy, kind of break up breakouts in uh, uptrends. Um, but obviously with the market action, it's kind of you have to employ some different tactics. But look at I mean this is just a nice solid uptrend. Uh, moving new highs. So, you know, usually new highs precede more new highs. So this is definitely one that's on my radar for next week for hopefully a nice trend following kind of boring long, but uh, there's not many of those out there. So I, I don't, I don't know if this will stay like that, but I like the looks of this chart, just simple trending up um, medical device company um, potentially benefiting from some of this. So we'll see how that one plays out. I was going to say, it's got to have something to do with, testing or something that is impressive. yeah yeah that's that that's a rarity now um and then the last is uh, palladium so i was watching this one uh for much of the year but this has just had like two monster moves here you can see back in the summer of 18 it went from 81 doubled to 160 you could see here met resistance there again resistance so then when it broke out from there i wish i would have taken the trade but i didn't and then it went on for another seven it had a 70 percent run in uh i think it was about five months up to those highs and then last week it just got absolutely slammed you know it was up you know 270 came back down to like 155 so it came down to retest that former breakout level which is also like i mentioned here it's a, a 62 percent retrace so I like this one as a potential long. I'm not sure, I don't like all that volatility coming into the move, but the bottom line is it respected this, you know, 150-ish level. So if if there's a nice buying opportunity just above that, it for me, it looks like it's, uh, you, you know, a nice risk reward opportunity, again, with the stop slightly under that yellow highlighted area. So those are a few that I'm keeping my eye on for next week. Um, again, like I've like many people, I've been stopped out of a lot. I'm trying not to get too active with all this volatility, um, but, but you know, sometimes you get you know you gotta you gotta pick your spots, right? In a, in a market like this, um, if you're gonna trade, you gotta know when to get in, when to get out, and probably most importantly of all, realize that you're you're gonna miss some big moves in this volatility. So you can't can't let that discourage you. It's gonna happen. Uh, you just have to you know control your risk levels. Um, be careful, uh, take opportunities when they're there. And when you don't take them and you see prices going, you know, way up on, on a trade you wanted to take or way down on a, on a short you wanted to take, you, you can't let it discourage you because it's, it's going to happen. Especially in this market. So. Yep. Interesting to see all the, uh, the big movers, like your golds, your palladium all absolutely got destroyed. And, you know, it's, it, it to me, it says that someone's getting liquidated and they're trying to find liquidity to to get to cover whatever they're in, like um, gold, like absolute or at least GDX tanked, palladium just absolutely tanked. So it seems like, you know, the 
this liquidation is is not just stocks. It's it's things where you know typically you'd think it's a safe haven and now it's not type deal. So yep. um, it's it's uh, it's a little unsettling because those are you know you, everyone tries to say well where where do I go then and you know a lot of people have been saying you know cash can be a hedge as well. You don't you know cash is king especially in a market like this. So. Um, the ability to have freedom and flexibility uh, is probably, you know, a little more important than than just kind of waking up every morning and being discouraged because your account could be down another four percent if you're, you know, fully exposed to the broad markets or something like that. So, uh, as as Greg said, you know, cash is definitely becoming a, a you know a big time thing that's being hoarded right now, um, and we'll just have to see what happens. Um, you know, we'll. We'll kind of uh, touch on a couple things that I found as well in the markets. Um, before I switch over to my chart, Greg, is there anything that uh, else you want to share with your screen? I don't think so. Those are the charts uh, I wanted to go over. Um, I'll switch it over to you, Jake. All righty. Sweet. Um, so I will switch back over. Um, so uh, as Greg just went over, he found a couple different tools that have really helped him in this market. Um, I'm actually going to touch on some of those as well um, because they, I mean, I, there's other things I'm going to talk about, um, you know, possibly the scanner, things like that. But I mean, this, the anchored volume by price has literally been kind of a godsend the last few uh, weeks because what it did was it gave you the ability to essentially, you know, kind of figure out where these different levels are. Um, so, for example, you know, let me pull up spy here. So here, um, you know, this was spy on the 65 or that was five minute. Let's go to the 65 minute. And you can see, you know, what I did here was I just simply anchored the volume profile from this kind of dead cap bounce top. So what we did was we pulled back, we tried to kind of catch our breath and before we just continued down. So I'm going to call this kind of like your your uh, status quo change, if you will, because like after this candle, things just completely reversed. So then from this point on March 4th, you can see how much supply is holding around 277, you know, anywhere from 280 down to 273. So all of these people, and as, as Greg mentioned, I mean, futures don't look good at all, but let's say that some reason they turn around and they do continue up um, tomorrow. Uh, this is going to be a hard area to break through because so many people are now holding at a loss from buying in you know, 274 to 280. If the market gets back to this area, these buyers, which were initially in you know, on March 11th are going to potentially be sellers because now they're breaking even and may want to raise cash. Um, so that's the thing here is a lot of people are kind of taking any of these big moves up as kind of a time to liquidate. So um, it would make sense for all of these people up here to kind of think, all right, uh, maybe, you know, maybe I get out here. Maybe I'm, I, you know, price goes up to 278 to 280. All of these shares holding now from March 4th are now break even. And then anyone who's like, okay, I'm throwing the towel in, I'm break even, I'm getting out, that adds to the supply and that creates your, your resistance or you know, your overhead supply above. So that's one thing that I wanted to point out, uh, but I will go over some more examples of this. 
The big thing that I really wanted to touch on here is the monthly candle on SPY. Um, this is something that I've used a ton recently. Uh, it's the anchored VWAP from these really important areas of reversals in the past. So if we go here, let me turn off the volume by price. You'll see that what I did was I anchored the VWAP from August 2015 and then January of 2016, because these were really your two big capitulation candles. Um, and uh, so what you can do here is you can essentially see, you know, from these points, which were when all of your, you know, all of your shares that were going to be sold got sold at these two points. And how do we know that? You know, we know that because the price continued up after that. So, so uh, demand was definitely outpacing supply. And so what you can see here is the anchored volume weighted average price or the average price per each share that was traded since these two points acted almost as a perfect area of support below. And you can, you can see here in December of 2018, it also acted as a very big area of support. So if you're looking at the monthly chart, you've kind of got three different scenarios. Uh, the market can kind of catch a bid here right around where it did and, you know, finally find some footing or if this breaks you know this previous area of um resistance is likely going to act as support so if we anchor the volume weighted average uh the volume by price from this capitulation point look at how perfectly it aligns with all of this volume holding below so same thing you know all, anyone holding shares on the spy from this area is still holding in a profit so if enough people start to take profits because they, you know, because they want to get out, you're going to have one of two things happen. If enough people sell and there's enough demand, you're going to see this volume bar get bigger because now all of those people holding here are reallocating their shares to somebody else here. So if that was to happen, you would see this bar kind of getting bigger because there's more shares bought there. For every seller, there's a buyer. If this does not hold, and this does not hold, you know, this would be probably scenario three where you've got this previous area of resistance from uh, the 2001 and the 2008 pullbacks. And so naturally, you know, and, and this is kind of across the board, anything in technical analysis isn't going to be perfect. So that's why we've got this kind of range that we're working with. So, you know, as Greg mentioned, you know, if this does pull back 30 more percent, it would make sense for the price to drop, you know, anywhere within this zone. Notice how right around here, this green zone is right around 31% to the downside. That is where quite a few shares are holding. You generally will find a, a decent base there just based on the economics of supply and demand. Um, and we'll see what happens. But uh, this anchored VWAP is very crucial to kind of what's possibly coming next. Um, I will be very interested to see how this monthly candle closes and if these anchor VWAPs actually do hold. If we go to the weekly chart, you'll see here that, you know, the, uh, I don't know if we pull it up, the weekly chart is also showing this perfect bounce off these two uh, VWAPs. So same thing, you know, I'm just kind of um, zooming in here. These VWAPs are the same ones that were just on the monthly. But you can see almost how perfectly we touched this bottom one. And notice each time, you know, the price did not get exactly to this line. 
So this is one of those times where the uh, alert sensitivity comes in. You're able to increase the zone that you want to be alerted. So rather than just saying, I want to be alerted at this exact VWAP, you wouldn't have been alerted last week. But if you had some type of alert system that had some margin of error, in this case, it was a 5.44 um, margin of error around that line. Notice when I move this over, that alert is going to fire within a broader range. And so it gives you more flexibility because especially in this market, you're not going to have an exact touch of something because a lot of people are getting liquidated right now. So if you get a margin call, there is no technical support. You just sell and you dump your shares because you're forced to. And that type of selling, that type of buying, whether, you know, whether it's a margin call to the upside or the downside, that creates these kind of you know, big wicks that um, that quickly kind of come back. Notice here we had this just absolute massive wick um, and, and we'll just have to kind of see what happens. But same thing here, if we anchor that volume by price, you'll see most of the shares um, are holding right around this 277 to 263 area. This is gonna change slightly just based on the granularity you're looking at. So for example, you know, if you go into a daily chart, these volume bars are going to look different because now we're kind of measuring the daily candle rather than the, uh, the weekly. So, um, Greg, as far as SPY goes, anything you want to add before I move on to the queues? I don't think so. Uh, Jake, one, one thing I was going to comment on, uh, you, you know, it's, it's a long way till you know, futures are down right now, but it, as you know, there can be a lot of changes uh, between now and tomorrow morning. So, you know, it wouldn't shock me to see them up green tomorrow. But I think when when that starts, if we are green and we do start coming up, then that's when I really think we're going to we're going to see what this market's made of. Um, you know, we have up up above on the spy, you know, you have a 200 day. There is a breakout, um, you, you know, about 10 percent up from where we are now. Uh, you know, that was a former level that acted as resistance before we broke out so that, that that would be a big test if we do start moving up to see what happens then if people are going to be anxious to sell uh give it all this volatility just throw their hands up and say you know enough i don't want to deal with that again or is it going to be strong enough to push through so uh that's that's one thing if we do start moving up that'll really uh show the character of this market of course if we keep moving down then we'll already know the character of this market so yep Yep. Um, this is something that I created this weekend, um, simply just looking at SPY and some of the bigger moves over the last two uh, years. I definitely know the status quo has changed. So, um, you know, these moves are going to be different from our current move. But I really just wanted to put this move into perspective. I mean, you know, if you look at any of these previous moves, they look like kind of a joke um, compared to what we just went through. Um, I just put negative 26 percent, 18 days because that's what the current status is. This does not mean that this is the bottom. It's just from this particular point, this point right here where we topped out on the 19th, all the way down to what we bottomed out on the 11th, that is kind of the measured move we've had, which has been, I mean, just unbelievable to watch. Um, anytime you see SPY skipping like a point or two, um, you know, you know, you know, volatility is, is uh, here. Um, so the point is, is, you know, if we did catch a bid and we did actually start to move up, same thing here, I would just kind of anchor the volume by price instead from the bottom, I'm going to anchor it from the top because now I want to see where that resistance is. But notice here, there's not 
you know, we've got some of this weird volume profile action here. It's not as liquid as we'd want. So you just go down to a shorter time period. So let's go down to maybe, you know, the 65 minute chart and we'll start from there and we'll be able to see, you know, a little better what's going on before we anchored it from kind of the dead cap bounce top. Now let's anchor it from actually this February 19th top. And you'll see the same thing. Even if we did break through this 281, 274 area, you've got a ton of supply holding above. So you're really going to have to have some strong momentum to break through these levels. Um, and uh, being able to kind of start the volume profile from this status quo change, and I call it a status quo change because at this point, the status quo of the market changed. We, we went from being trending up to some things, you know, I remember this candle happening and, I'm, and everyone's like, well, where did that come from? Um, that was kind of the sign something was up because that came out of nowhere. Um, and to me, it told me somebody liquidated and, you know, almost kind of started the party. Um, liquidated meaning they probably just sold their whole position uh, at market just to get out. Um, and, and that's why you had this big blip. You had a small little, you know, pullback, uh, excuse me, a, a correction here to the upside before continuing the move down. So um, one thing that I did want to mention as well, we do have the new gap detector. So if I turn this off and I turn on the last gap range, you're going to see all of these current gaps. So you can see we've got one gap here. We've got one gap here. We've got one gap here. Here. Notice that this gap is filled, this gap is filled, but we still do have one, two, three active gaps above. So that will be interesting to see if those act as kind of magnets above. Um, but uh, as Greg mentioned, there's a lot that can go on overnight. I've seen futures be down, you know, percents to being up percents the next morning. So um, futures have been kind of uh, you know, essentially kind of in tandem with the intraday stuff, meaning if it's a red futures market, it's probably going to be a red day. But um, that can always change, too. Um, one thing I did want to show you guys here is this is the cues, same type of uh, same type of chart. We're on the 65 minute. And you can see here that we do have some more gaps above here as well. So we've got this gap here and we've got this huge gap above. Um, so we'll just have to see kind of what happens there. Notice here we did have this gap that we were previously talking about last week. Um, it did fill. So that, you know, to me, when there's gaps in price, it's kind of like, let's say that you're standing on a, you know, standing on a piece of something built out of wood. If you've got a bunch of gaps in price and you're, stand, and you're standing on this piece of wood, kind of, um, it's kind of like the same as saying you're standing on something that a bunch of termites have eaten the inside of the wood. There's not a lot holding you up. It, the piece of wood is, but you can't see what's really what you're really standing on. And it's actually very shaky ground. And so I kind of like to compare these, you know, gaps to either air pockets above or kind of like, you know, very weak spots below. And a lot of the time, um, especially in this previous move, all of these gaps filled from previously, um, from previous areas before. And, uh, you know, it was, it was pretty incredible. Notice how each time in a day, the market will try to fill these gaps into, uh, into the next day, which, you know, isn't great because then that means, you know, longs don't have a target above because the gap already filled. I mean, 
you know, it would be shocking to me if this gap above filled uh, or even this one at 210 on the queues. But uh, I hope I'm wrong because I did buy um, some uh, some spy last week as well. Um, last one I wanted to mention is the good old VIX. Uh, that one has been something that has just been absolutely fascinating, especially considering this is pretty much an historic move, not only in the SPY, but in the VIX as well. Um, you know, you can see on the monthly chart, and we, we went over this chart last week as well, and before it was resistance, now it absolutely broke through. But you'll be able to see here that, you know, this is going to be the fourth green month in a row. And if and I, I simply just did a back test on four green months in a row, and these are the results I got. So we've got uh, a 15% return in what was this three months, 29% uh, uh, negative return. Excuse me, these are all negative returns. But you'll see, you know, each one of these, uh, you do get quite a pullback in the VIX. So that is something that I am definitely watching. Obviously, the monthly candle is not even close to being over, so that's also something to keep in mind excuse me, but, uh, you know, the market, the market definitely can't go on like this forever. There will be a point where capitulation occurs. That may be a massive crash that needs to happen first, but, um, there will be a point where capitulation occurs and demand does come back. But, you know, looking at the spot, uh, looking at the VIX, it does look like we are getting close to that capitulation point. Um, because, you know, anytime we've really had a spike like this, we have had quite a pullback doesn't necessarily mean the the overall moves over but it does tell us that the market is pretty overheated on the sell side you know you can only go down so far you can only go up go up uh, so far as well so um, Greg as far as uh, as far as this this goes you mentioned that you did play VIX as well into the close I I did um, I, I got some puts uh, expiring in mid-may for the VIX on that spike kind of just with the point, you know, it, it has those spikes. It's very rare now that, you know, a spike will last for more than a few months. Mm -hmm. So um, ho hopefully it's enough time that it settles back down. I mean, it doesn't have to go back down to, you know, the, the normal level, but even if it just goes back down to a, you know, a 30 or a 40, um, that would be pretty nice. And I'd, I'd have to imagine that that would happen in the next couple months. But again, you know, <laughs> nothing's guaranteed. But when, the, when those big spikes like that, give us that opportunity um you know every every couple of years or so it's it seems to be a a tempting way to play it there uh but i think it's important that you make sure you give yourself enough time yep one thing i wanted to mention too this is vix on the weekly chart so we were just looking at the monthly this is now the weekly and what i did was i back tested four green weekly candles and then i back tested whenever the vix was above 45. and you'll see this has only happened one other time and if history repeats itself, we've got this blue line here to show us where the VIX would go if it were to repeat this type of move. Notice once we did hit this point, the VIX actually continued up 75% uh, uh, after, after this type of uh, condition met. And notice that the entry condition was just hit yes, uh, last week. So um, clearly this would be historic if we did actually move. You know, I a VIX at a hundred would just be mind blowing, but uh, this is kind of unprecedented. Uh, this whole, this whole event that's going on. So you're probably going to see some unprecedented moves in the market as well. Um, 
So that is that is kind of the broad market overview. I definitely uh, wanted to go over a few different tools that really helped me um, when doing this analysis. I mean, the back tester is huge right now because you want to look for these extremes and you want to be able to test what has happened after this extreme has happened. And so this is exactly what the back tester does. Whether you want to just simply test what has happened after the when the VIX has been greater than 45 after X amount of days or you know, what's happened after the SPYs had, you know, a, a massive bearish engulfing candle on the monthly. You can do all those things within the strategy tester, which really um, helps you uh, save a lot of time on that that front. I've I found myself manually back testing charts for hours before just because I was trying to get it perfect. I needed to make sure, oh, was that really a MACD cross? And so the system automating all of this really takes a lot of that uh, guesswork and all of that grunt work out of it. So um, moving on to the next part of this segment, uh, we just went over the broad market. As I mentioned, we've got some VWAP bounces here on the SPY, uh, the highest VIX since 2008. And the biggest thing is the monthly candles breaking down. So that is the last chart I wanted to share before going to um, the most requested charts for the weekend. But IWM is something that I like to look at because it's the Russell 2000. It's generally small cap stocks. That means, you know, generally people are going to get out of risky assets before they get out of actual value. So the fact that the IWM um, index, uh, excuse me, ETF has actually broken down here on the monthly is, uh, is a little, uh, you know, concerning here. Notice that we've got this very strong symmetrical triangle. And then all of a sudden we've got, uh, you know, quite the breakdown right to this anchored VWAP below. So, you know, for now, the VWAPs are holding as bounce areas, but we'll really just have to see over the next two months or so how this area actually does hold. Um, Greg, any any mentions on IWM? Do you trade IWM much I, as a kind of a gauge? Yeah, I, I, I look at it a lot. I would say I trade it a lot, but it's interesting that that one, you know, kind of unlike uh, SPY, it, it definitely put in a it, its first uh, lower low last week. Um, so the the trend change is, is much more noticeable there on IWM than it is in the in the QQQ or SPY. Yep. Yep. Now, definitely uh, a little, uh, you know, a little interesting to see if this is kind of a, a forthcoming to what's um, going to happen in, in uh, the broad markets, but we will see. Um, moving on to some of the charts that were requested, obviously uh, we had a ton of requests. Thank you all for, for doing these requests, but we only really have time for three to really jump in. So the ones that I chose were GLD, GILD, and then BA, which is Boeing, which uh, I mean, that that thing has just absolutely cratered. So um, going to GLD first, uh, if we go to the weekly chart here, you'll see something, you know, that's pretty common across the board right now with the anchored VWAP. You're going to see essentially, you know, this anchored VWAP holding up for now, uh, but that can easily change as the market kind of, uh, um, kind of, from here decides what it wants to do. Now, uh, we did have a pretty strong channel here. Price did break through it. Um, this channel isn't really that long term, so it's not like a huge deal that this broke. 
but it is a shorter term area that has kind of broke down. And then what I did was I started the anchored VWAP from this May 20th kind of reversal point uh, because this is really where that trend started. And you can see how well this, uh, this weekly candle respected this anchored VWAP from that May 2019 low. So uh, we'll have to see, like everything else, if these actually hold up. Um, you know, this is kind of the true equilibrium price from this particular point in time. So, um, you know, it has acted as really strong support before back in uh, back in November and December before moving up. But now it is starting to show a lot of weakness. And and, you know, we'll, we'll have to kind of go from there. Um, and that's that's really all you can do in this market. You can't you can't say, oh, yeah, this is going to happen next week because no one knows what's going to happen in 30 minutes. Um, so, you know, back when the markets were complacent is what I'm going to call it. You know, any it didn't matter what you did. Uh, you know, it you've got a uh, you've got an idea of what the markets are probably going to do in the next week. Uh, now, that's all out the window, and that's why the VIX is where it's at. This is uh, Gilead. Uh, so this is something that is interesting because this is one that actually has done opposite of the market. It's actually moved to the upside, and notice that we've got the same type of thing here. We've got the anchored VWAP anchored from the top of this reversal acting as resistance. So the anchored VWAP is something that you use both at the top of trends and at the bottom of trends. And you can see how perfectly this area has really acted as a very strong level of resistance multiple times here. So we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, I mean, six very defined areas of resistance. So um, you know, this is going to be a crucial area to break through. If we do go to the daily chart, I wanted to highlight um, a few things here. And the one thing was uh, the anchored volume by price and the anchored VWAP from this bottom on, uh, what was that, January 21st. We get the VWAP moving this over. And you'll see here something amazing happened. You've got a big move down from your March 6th top. And then you've got this perfect area of your uh, kind of bounce region from the, the uh, March 12th and March 13th trading days where the price just could not pierce through this demand zone. There was too many shares holding here. And as all of these shares were just holding a profit, now they're holding at pretty much break even here. So as the number of people holding and profit goes down and the price finally gets this demand zone, your supply dries up because nobody's selling anymore because they're at a profit, uh, excuse me, because they're at break even rather than a profit way up here. So, um, you know, kind of the opposite end of the spectrum is resistance above is not too far from where we closed at. If we did move up, I anchored the, the uh, volume weighted average price from this, this kind of impulse candle and you'll see how well it aligns with this big block of volume above um, that we anchored from January 21st. So, you know, we'll have to see what goes on in the next few uh, few days. But, you know, this is one of those candidates that has the potential to come out with some type of vaccine. Um, not saying they will, but they're in they're in that industry where it's possible. And, uh, you know, that may that may kind of bring um, some interest to this stock in the next couple of weeks. Um, the next one we are going to go over is Boeing Airlines and uh, our Boeing Airlines. 
That is, Boeing would not do good as an airline. Boeing, uh, just the actual airplane manufacturer, um, same thing, right? We can anchor this point from here. You can see, you know, going back literally to May of 2017, that gap just filled. You can see here, we extend the chart over and we filled that gap. So, you know, from, from a longer term perspective, it will be interesting to see, you know, if, if this is a short term bottom, as, if you look at the longer term chart, it's really not that big of a move yet. Um, you know, unfortunately, I wish I had, you know, a better chart to show, but everything that I'm seeing is a bigger term, a longer term breakdown here. I mean, you've got this very defined kind of very large ascending wedge here, and then you've got this breakdown. Same thing. Anch uh, let me anchor it from this point. I'm not sure why I anchored it from there, but you'll see same thing. I anchored it from, from this capitulation point on March, 2019. And we missed this point on uh, on the monthly chart, which was this is the monthly chart, but this wick is part of Friday's action. You know, we were off by about two bucks here. So that's when you right click, create your alert, increase your sensitivity. So you're not missing out on these two or three dollar um, kind of misses on your target. Um, the market is not going to be perfect. You're always going to have to kind of draw with a crayon or a highlighter rather than a, a pencil. Um, and uh, that gives you a lot more freedom and a lot more flexibility rather than just using these hard price points. Um, sometimes that works, but a lot of the time you're going to have these types of moves where you literally miss it by, you know, two bucks. If, if what was it? 152.84. So yeah, it was literally less than $2. Um, so that's something that I like to use a lot, especially because during the day, if I've got calls or I've got something else going on, I can't always watch the market every second. And so that's what the system does is it comes in, watches these key areas for me, and then allows me to um, kind of kind of gauge my, my margin of error or the risk around the, the particular indicator I'm using. So those are uh, the ones to go over. Last thing I wanted to mention, this is the last chart, is Roku. I, um, I did enter this one on Friday. So you'll see here that, you know, if I go to the five-minute chart, I actually was trading this on the five-minute, uh, on Friday, right before the, the big announcement, and uh, <laughs> I did hold into the weekend, so that's going to be interesting to see how tomorrow goes. But if we, if we anchor the volume by price again, Notice here, if we anchor it from this bottom point, you'll see how much volume was kind of accumulating at this area. And on top of that, you can see how perfectly the anchored VWAP acted as support. So using these in conjunction is really helpful because let's say the price doesn't exactly respect this point of control from March 13th, you do have the anchored VWAP as your backup area that does act as support. Notice you're going to have these kind of false breakdowns or false breakouts. This is the market for exactly those type of big moves, those wicks that, you know, you think it's going to break down and all of a sudden within two minutes, it's it's up 3%. So um, this was a reason why I got into the trade. Um, ideally, 
Uh, we'll see if that was ideally in the morning, but ideally I probably should have just got out right before close. I was up about 10% on the trade. Um, so we'll see what happens tomorrow, but I wouldn't be shocked if, if this isn't necessarily up anymore. But um, as Greg mentioned, there's a lot that can go on in, the, in futures trading, especially overnight as other markets open up. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll just see what happens. And thank you everyone for joining. Hey, before you go, make sure you head on over to trendspider.10minutestocktrader.com to get your discounts. And I'm even going to throw in some extra bonuses worth over $100 to incentivize you to take your free trial of Trendspider today. And the only place to get these discounts and free bonuses is at trendspider.10minutestocktrader.com. 10minutestocktrader.com content is for information and educational purposes only. It is not, nor is it intended to be, trading or investment advice or recommendation that any security, futures contract, options contract, transaction, or other financial instrument or strategy is suitable for any person. Trading securities can involve high risk and the potential for total loss of any funds invested. 10MinuteStockTrader.com and Christopher Yule, through its content, financial programming, or otherwise, does not provide investment or financial advice or make investment recommendations. Investment information provided may not be suitable for all investors and is provided without respect to the individual investors and audience's financial sophistication, financial situation, investing time horizon, or risk tolerance. Tim and StockTrader.com and Christopher Yule are not in the business of trading securities trades, nor does it direct client commodity accounts or give commodity trading advice, tailored to any particular client situation or investment objectives. TimMinuteStockTrader.com and Christopher Yule are not licensed financial advisors, registered investment advisors, or registered broker-dealers. Stocks, options, futures, futures options, and other financial instruments not included here involve risk and are not suitable for all investors. You alone are responsible for making your investment and financial trading decisions and for evaluating the merits and risks associated with the use of any financial security and broker platform. For more information, please visit TimMinuteStockTrader.com legal. And thanks for stopping by.